even downright cruddy, buddy, buddy. Wish I missed the past, buddy, buddy, but there's still buddy cast. No, don't be naughty, go meet everybody here on buddy cast. Welcome to another that was episode great. of BuddyCast. <laughs> Glad you liked it. Hello, BuddyCast. Yes, I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and here with me is a new buddy of mine. You may have seen him through some very hilarious uh, snippets on social media. He's a very well-known comedian, a very well-known impersonator, Mr. John D. Dominico. How you doing? Is he here? Is he, is he here? <laughs> Hi, how are you, Nick? Good to see you, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for being on the show. I love having impersonators on this show. Tremendous, tremendous. Yes. I got to start by asking, how did you get into impersonations? Like, how did this all begin? Well, it started because uh, I two things. I grew up in a row home neighborhood outside of Philadelphia, and my neighbors in the late 60s would just sit out on their steps. Uh, I had a severe speech impediment as a child. Uh, which you can hear sometimes if you've been with me and I start drinking. Um, but I had a severe speech impediment, but I used to do voices. I would impersonate. I would watch John Biner or somebody on Ed Sullivan or Mike Douglas or whoever, and I would just come out and do their act. And my neighbors thought that was great. I got a lot of affirmation and adulation out of it. And I just loved performing. I was a ham, like right out of the right out of the gate. So uh, in first grade, when I went, was, went in, they diagnosed my speech impediment. And then for the next eight years, I did speech therapy two times a week. So I always kept doing the voices because when I did the voices, I got affirmation. And then with the therapy, they basically gave me the mechanics of how to do more voices, how to do, you know, throat placement, nasal placement, actual vocal production, how to, you know, your lips, uh, where the sound is actually coming from. Is it inside the mouth? Is it outside? Uh, all these different, all these different elements. So when I would take on a new voice, I would kind of break everything down by elements and then I would reassemble them and then do the voice. Beautiful. I love that story. Yeah. So now you've actually, you've developed so much that you have a list of 30 plus characters that you. Yeah. That and you I mean, I have probably more voices too, you know, like someone like Bill Clinton. I like to do him because he's got that great kind of dried out throat thing with the Arkansas accent. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. So, there, you know, like I'm always looking for a way into a voice. Someone like Trump and Austin Powers and Dr. Phil and Guy Fieri, those are full makeup, top to bottom, kind of like theatrical uh, in impersonations that I do. Nice. Yeah. Now, when you get into when you get into makeup, like you said, when you get into Austin Powers or Doctor Phil stuff like that, how long does it take you to get ready? Well, the longest well the longest character is Jay Leno because uh, mm -hmm. we have to do the prosthetic chin, and that takes about two. Believe it or not, it takes two hours to get that chin on because it's got to be it's got to be put on in a certain way, like. Your chin moves the most on your face. You know, if there were you and Jay Leno, hey, hey don't give a thing. I want everything. <laughs> so um, that takes the longest. Trump, you know, was the character I do almost every day. He takes about a full hour because you've got to glue the wig on. Mm. That has to be glued on. That takes the longest. 
then the base makeup, then the aging, then the contouring and all those types of things. So it usually takes about an hour to get into Trump and then I have to restyle the wig um, to, to, to get it right. So it's, it's a little involved. Austin's a little easier. Dr. Phil, I got to do the whole wrap around rig and the mustache. You know, what were you thinking? You know. <laughs> but Austin is always fun, baby. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, was I was hoping you would do that. I love Austin. Yeah. Barry. Yeah, and for Dr. E, I keep my head shaved for a lot of these characters. Mm -hmm. So for, you know, for Dr. Phil, we put the wig on here. For Dr. Evil, obviously, this is, you know, I have to just do the, the makeup and the blue contacts and the mm -hmm. scar. But, you know, yeah. I like things that make my life easier. And keeping my head shaved right now is a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Now, follow-up question. How long does it take you to get, like, out of costume when you're... So that way costume, you're I can probably get out of Trump in 30 minutes because then I have to break all the glue down. I have a mm -hmm. you know chemical that breaks that down and then get, get the makeup off. And then the wig has to be remounted. Has to, I have to remove all the glue from the French lace and then it has to be restyled and reblocked. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's an operation for, for all of these things. You know? mm -hmm. Now, when you're doing a specific character, like say someone hired you to do Trump specifically, or someone hires you to do Austin Powers, mm -hmm. what helps you get into character and then remain in character while you're doing it? That's a great question. That's so, no one's ever asked me that. Um, what I do is I will, for someone like Austin, I always play the voice. You know, I'm always listening to Trump because, you know, his voice is very like, it's like sand. It's like sand. It can slip, slip through your fingers. Tremendous fingers, by the way. Aren't these great? Look at those hands. Aren't they amazing? <laughs> so I listen to a lot of Trump. And I, and over the years, I've had to get the most recent kind of thing because his voice has changed. Like recently, he sounds much more tired. So I'll be listening to that. With Austin, I listen to Soul Bossa Nova. Cause it's his theme song and it kind of yes. gets me ready, baby. Yes, 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 yes. And if it's Dr. Evil, I'll listen to the Dr. Evil. Dun, 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 dun. But for a lot of the characters, it's just, it's and actually and just the voice. You know? <laughs> yes. So you were mentioning, um, you're mentioning voices. You're mentioning like how you create those voices. I also hear that you do some voiceover work too. I do a lot of I do a lot of voiceover work. I mean, I'm the voice of Trump on Howard Stern. I'm the voice of Trump on James Corden. I'm the voice of Trump on the Trump cast I, in Australia. I do a weekly show called um, Planet America. Um, I've been the voice of Trump on a couple of Randy Rainbow bits. Um, I do commercial work as Trump. I've done just tons of stuff. I also do other characters too. Mm -hmm. Uh, voiceover is a really is, it's a really wonderful um, creative space when you kind of disembody the voice and you're just hearing something, you know. Mm -hmm. Nice. So you mentioned like you've done for all these companies. Can someone hire you? Like, how can someone hire you? Then can they request certain people? Like, can I oh, say yeah, they go right to my website and we, you know, my agent, you know, my live performance agent or my voiceover agent, they, as it comes in, um, we will, you know, always, you know, always talk to them and kind of get the ball rolling. If you want a cameo, I do cameos. And if someone wants a cameo of me as Trump, I've done like literally 1300 of those. Um, but if you want, you know, Austin Powers or Dr. Phil, I do those too. And that, you know, mm -hmm. people, people send the information to cameo, just a couple of lines. And then I just ad lib for four or five minutes as Trump or whoever. Nice. 
Nice. And do you have you ever done like a cameo where you've done multiple different characters at once? No, just because you, you, it doesn't. It's not possible to do that. You can't have one mm -hmm. shot to do one cameo. But I have done tons of corporate videos where my I'm Austin Powers, and then on a screen behind me, I'm interrupted by Doctor Evil. Or I've done award ceremonies where I open as Trump, come in as Austin Powers, Doctor Evil, Doctor Phil, and I'll close as Jay Leno. Because that we have more time to edit and then you know do a lot of the we can mm -hmm. fix things in post a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Come to think of it now, your friends must think you are the life of the party whenever you're around them, just going like <laughs> whenever you walk in or something. People like, always say, Can you come out with us as Austin? I'm like, No, that's work. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I just want to yeah, I want to hang yeah, out and have a good time. I just want to have a beer for crying out loud, you know. Pretty much, pretty much, you know. You don't mm -hmm. want to be on all the time. It's exhausting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But how many times do people ask you those things? Like, you're just hanging out with your buddies, having a beer, and then someone no, nudges well, you. I don't mind. I don't mind doing a voice or, or something like that. What, what usually mm -hmm. happens is they'll go, hey, my my mom's on the phone. Can you do a voice for my mom? Or can you, my uncle, you know, or my wife? Or, you know, I'm like, mm -hmm. hello, how are you? How is everything? <laughs> you're tremendous, you know. Mm -hmm. so I leave it at that, so. I would wonder if they ever said like, "Hey, my cousin doesn't believe that I'm speaking to Austin Powers right now." Or right. Well, we've got a few Trump ones of those, you know. You know, where people, mm -hmm. no, no, it's really him. It's really him. You know, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one question I always ask my buddies that come on this show is, um, if, but in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Uh, to to be someone's buddy is to be there for them um, when they need you. Uh, I, uh, I'll give you the best buddy story that I know. I was coming home from New York back to where I lived in New Jersey and the last light were out of my house. This was like two in the morning, um, had gone and left. And I called a buddy of mine and he got out of bed and came and got me. And it's the people, buddies are those people that you know, they will be there for you. Uh, when you need them, uh, uh, you know, highs and lows, they're going to be there to share those moments with you. Mm -hmm. Hey, speaking of stories, I wanted to ask you, so do you have any like funny stories, audience appropriate, of course, you know, um, funny stories from doing impersonations, like anything that just comes off the top of your head? That well, I was in, in Atlantis in the Bahamas and um, well, actually I'll give you an even better one. So mm -hmm. I'm at Trump International in Washington, D.C. This is an event for the women for Trump. It's 900 women in a ballroom at Trump International at, in Washington, D.C. And the woman who's bringing me on, who hired me, brings me on and says, and now, ladies and gentlemen, and it was rumored that Trump might be there in his host hotel, and he shows up all the time. Mm -hmm. And these women are paying a lot of money to be there. And ladies and gentlemen, our president, Donald Trump, and 900 middle-aged women rushed the stage. And then they're like, oh my God! I've seen video of it from all angles. And then they, they're like, wait a minute, that's not it. Who are you? And I told her like, don't introduce me as him. Like these women are rabid, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it was pretty funny. It was, that, was, that was hilarious. Yes. Yes. Another question I always ask my buddies is um, about charity. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big charity guy. So if you could have our audience donate to 
one charity of your choice, what would it be? Absolutely. And this is a charity I work with a lot. Here in Las Vegas, there's mm-hmm. there's St. Jude's Ranch for Children. It's not connected to the St. Jude's Hospital. What St. Jude's Ranch is, is basically for kids who've been abused, who have been part of sex trafficking, who are, um, this is a safe haven for them to get their lives back on track. It's an amazing place. Um, it's, they're, they're growing their campus. You know, this is, unfortunately, Las Vegas is a place where you have a lot of runaway runaways come to and um you know like i had mentioned with sex trafficking and obviously abuse which is happening all over the country but this is a safe place for them um it's one of the charities i absolutely believe in i believe in all charities mm-hmm. this is my my charity here in las vegas and i'm very proud to be associated with them i did a big thing on tiktok where i um, had all of my followers buy different gifts. We bought 150 gifts with all of my TikTok followers. And it, it was it was a wonderful thing. And I was so happy to be uh, a part of that and to help out just with kids to have a regular Christmas who don't even have a home. You know, that meant a lot. Honestly, that was one of the best answers I've gotten to that question because you're someone who actually puts the work into it and puts your heart into it. It's not just a, oh, I'm a big believer in animal rights so you know anything with that can do but something like hey i work with no, this is a real thing i know yeah. the ceo yeah. and i've raised money for them and i believe in them yeah. and, you know 100 i love answers yeah. like that <laughs> one thing one thing that actually just came to my mind too is um i didn't i didn't ask you earlier have you met any person that you've impersonated well i've actually met trump multiple times i actually did his 55th birthday but i didn't do it as him i did mm-hmm. it as austin powers but I have worked for him a number of times. And with Mike Myers, I got as close as his assistant on a shoot for something else. He was actually harder to get to than Trump. <laughs> I met Trump in 1990, 95, all these, you can't, Mike Myers is a hard guy to get to. But um, yeah, that's that, that's pretty much my celebrity. I've worked with a lot of celebrities, pardon me, over the years, but um, mm-hmm. they were the ones that I do that I've met, so. Yes. And who are some that you've worked with, by the way? Uh, actors. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I, I haven't worked with uh, um, Brian Cranston, but I did get to meet him. I worked with Kim Kardashian on a movie called Disaster Movie. She was mm-hmm. really sweet. Ike Barinholtz, who's become kind of a much bigger name now. I, I worked with him on Disaster Movie. I worked with Kevin Sorbo when I did um, uh, Meet the Spartans. I also met uh, Carmen Electra. When I worked on that film, I've been very lucky to meet some some wonderful people. I was on the very last season of The Sopranos, so I met the entire cast mm. uh, of of that show, and I got to work. I, I I had a scene with James Gandolfini, Edie Falco, Christopher, uh, Michael Imperioli, who plays Christopher, and then this this subplot that I was in. It was all these other characters but that was really cool it was really cool to be on those sets and to meet all of these really well-known actors people tell me i look like joe pants i would have loved to met him but he had been dead by now multiple seasons before (laughs) most definitely and you've actually worked with some other celebrities too um some notable people like i just saw you recently in a video with the soup nazi oh yeah Larry Larry Thomas, super nice guy. We shot a commercial and I wrote that commercial. 
uh, which Ooh. I'm really proud of. So I wrote it and got to work with him. He's a super nice guy. <laughs> and he's a great, you know, he's another working actor. I consider myself a yes. working actor. He is a great working actor. He keeps popping up on other shows. Obviously, 25 years ago, that Soup Nazi one appearance on <laughs> Seinfeld has defined his career. It's really yes. remarkable. Yes. It's always, it's always interesting to see those people who just that one appearance on that major show and that's what they're known for the rest of their life. Like, how many people do you think have come up to him and said, hey, real quick, can you just do the line for my buddy over well, here? You know, I don't know if you've ever seen any interviews with him, but there was, he said, like a two or three year period, he would not say that line. Mm -hmm. He would but, not say that. People would come up to him all the time in L.A. and he, he wouldn't say it. He just wouldn't say it. Fun mm -hmm. fact, he's actually on this show. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh, that's great. He's a, he's a wonderful guy. I'm yeah. so glad I got to meet and work with him. Yes. And it was nice because he spoke as himself. He wasn't just, you know, that he wasn't just like, oh, here's how, you know, here's how Seinfeld impacted me. Here's, you know, like how I've been the soup Nazi for this too. It was just right. him thing. Like, here's how he got into acting. Yes. Here's how he got this. Yeah, he's a real theater guy too. He's a real, mm -hmm. he's a real actor. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. And I do love how he ended the show with no soup for you. <laughs> I did it genuinely. It wasn't just a, uh, no soup for you. It was actually like full, like got the face, got the right, you know, got the energy. No soup for you. Now you know your voice sounds like Steve Buscemi. Has anyone ever told you that? No, I have not. Yeah, I can. I can hear it in my. I can hear it very clearly. You sound a lot mm -hmm. like him. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. If you want to pursue an impersonation of Steve mm -hmm. Buscemi, you've got you've got the. You know, I always say if it's in your genetic range, you can do certain voices. But you're mm -hmm. definitely in your genetic range. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you. That leads me to a question I just thought of. Um, do you ever like do you ever coach people like in person if someone says like something like, How can I Oh yeah, can... I've done a lot of interviews where people have asked that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, I I I'll, I'll coach people. It's it's very easy to coach actors specifically because mm -hmm. a lot of actors are voiceover people and they know how to manipulate their vocal cords and things like that. It's a little harder with people who, um, who who don't do that regularly in the course of their work. But I've worked with some interviewers, like radio interviewers, and tried to help them along. Here's the thing about impersonations most people don't know in any voice work. Um, your brain is built in a very specific way. You cannot hear yourself when you talk. Okay. And that's on purpose because you would drive yourself crazy. Now that, oh, now that right. I mentioned it, when you talk, you're going to hear yourself. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing is there's voluntary speech and there's, involuntary speech so the involuntary is us what we're doing right now we're not we're not really thinking about we're thinking about what we're saying but we're not thinking about how we're speaking so when you get to the point where you work in a voice you're able to kind of manipulate your voice and fake your brain out so you can hear what you're doing baby because otherwise you can't tell what you're saying so a lot of people are kind of trapped in their involuntary speech so when they go, hey, I'm Donald Trump, and it's like, nope, not even close. But that's it, it's more having to do with the fact that they can't hear themselves. So uh, every impressionist I know, even a lot of singers, they can hear themselves, and they're able to make those fine-tuning things to their voice. 
You know, like for me to do Dr. Phil, I got to drop my voice a little bit and kind of overdo things, you know. And then with Trump, it's the nasality of the Northeast. It's the over-enunciation. Am I right? Of course, I'm always there. And then with Austin Powers, baby, you're really pushing your voice out, baby. <laughs> I was going to ask what you do for him. Yeah. Yeah, so you're always doing different. And then it's funny because with Dr. Evil, the voice is more in the mouth. You know, Scott, you're just not evil enough. You're quasi-evil. You're semi-evil. You're the Diet Coke of evil, just with Kelly. You know, so you're listening to where the voice is actually being made and put out. So those those things are important elements. Yes, 100%. Now, if someone wanted to contact you to learn more, to learn like how to do impersonations or to get, you know, get a cameo from you, where can we find you? Well, on Cameo, you can go to the Johnny D Show or just put in my name, John D. Domenico, and you'll see me as Trump. And otherwise, just go to my website, thejohnnydshow.com. And you'll see my smiling face. And then on there, there's a, um, there's a, uh, just like book John now, and you can go in, there's a box where you can write in what you're looking for, you know. And we're, we, we're, we'll do whatever we need to do. Yes. Yes. Now, with um, with the pandemic going on and everything, have the you've mentioned earlier you got a lot of cameo requests, but have like virtual appearances requested, stuff like that. Have those? Oh, yeah, things- I've done a lot of uh, virtual meetings around the world. Um, for most of them, we're able to do them. I have a, a TV studio here, which is like the, the um, press room at the White House, and I have a green screen studio, and then I have my audio studio. But if we're doing a really big meeting, there's a studio I use here in Las Vegas, and they have a great setup. It's amazing. So they have a massive screen where I can see most of the people on the call. They're constantly shifting. And then they have another screen where I can see all the chat so I can see what's happening in real time. And then we have a DJ. So we're doing a much big – we're doing a TV show essentially for those Zoom meetings. Most of the Zoom meetings I'm doing here – it's just a little more confined, but I'm doing more of a, you know, a, a Zoom performance online. Mm-hmm. Now I got two more questions for you. Yep. The first one is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Okay. Which is for anyone who wants to do voiceover work, impersonations, any line of work that you've done, what is your advice? My advice is to do it, get your 10,000 hours in, take classes um, hear yourself on playback as much as possible. Learn how to manipulate your voice. And because of the internet, there's so many places now where you can actually book voiceover work on voices.com, voices123.com. There's a lot of different places. But so learn, take a class if you, you know, either online or, you know, once COVID's over, but make sure you record yourself as much as possible. It's, it's a time, everything's time. Everything is experience and, and time. Mm-hmm. I like, I got one more, I got one more question and then I'm going to ask okay. you for a way that we close out the show. Okay. One question I have is when you record your voice and you hear yourself over and over again, because we all do this, you know, right. we all, like you mentioned, you can't hear yourself. So when you hear yourself talk, but then you, you know, like if I do a stand up comedy bit and then I go back onto it, like, what are your, what are your thoughts when you hear your voice on film or like you play back your voice? What do you, well, on, even on film, I'm actually like, I'll lower my voice depending on what the character is. Like if I'm playing like, 
cop or something or you know head of a the CIA or I always lower my voice an octave so it sounds a little more so the voice is I, I'm doing a different voice on purpose to sound a little more intimidating. But when I hear my own voice to this day, if we play this back, I'll be like, is that my voice? <laughs> to this day. So yeah. never unless you unless I change my voice, my own voice still sounds foreign mm -hmm. to me. And that's because I can't, I can't hear it. You're gonna love this. Everyone who comes on BuddyCast gets the gets the recording of their own episode. So, oh, I got a free pro. I got a parting gift. Yep, exactly. Now you know how we have to close out the show, right? No, how we have to do some impersonations. Do you mind just doing some like freestyling? Just sure, absolutely. Just whoever comes to your mind. Well, you know? First off, I just want to say I was so excited to be on the BuddyCast. It was absolutely. Tremendous. It was groovy, baby. Yeah. It's so cool to be on the buddy page. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Your mojo, my mojo, cross motionating, baby. You know, Austin, I wanted to be on the buddy cast too, but they wouldn't let me. Hey, everybody. It's me, Dr. Phil, and I'm leaving my show to be on the buddy cast. Hey, everybody. It's me, Bill Clinton, and nobody is more a buddy than me. Believe me. That was beautiful. Perfect. That was awesome. Well, thank you so much for being well, a thank, well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate yes. it. Yeah, stick around for a minute. We'll chat afterwards. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Bye, for everybody. All my, yes, for all my buddies out there, this is my new buddy John. And I have one favor to ask you, real quick. Sure. If you could do anything tonight, just do me this one favor. Go be someone's buddy today. There you go. Go be somebody's buddy. We will catch you all next time here on your favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past, buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't feel like it could make it, buddy, here on BuddyCast.